Coming up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Orange County Supervisor John Morlach, speaking on the need for pension reform as we continue to celebrate our 15th anniversary season. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. <laughs> Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is John Morlock, Orange County Supervisor. John, welcome to Straight Talk. Good to be here, Art. Thanks. John is an advocate of the need for pension reform. He was a leading proponent for Measure J, which passed in Orange County last November 75% to 25%. Measure J requires a vote of the people of the county before any increase or change in pensions for county employees. John, why did you advocate Measure J? Art, um, we're talking about public employee pensions, which are defined benefit pension plans, which means when you retire, your formula dictates what your benefit will be. So you are usually uh, computing your formula by how many years you've worked, times your concluding salary, times a percentage that's allowed by the formula. We've had a couple of increases in the last few years that allows for elected officials to improve the benefit formula after they've been funding for an old formula for quite some time, which means you create an unfunded liability overnight. And if you make it retroactive to the date of hire, you create an, a, a, a very large uh, debt. The, the city and county of San Francisco for over a hundred years in their charter have had a provision that if you as an elected board want to and improve the retirement benefits of your employees, then you can negotiate that 
but then you better figure out how much it's going to cost you in unfunded liability costs and then bring that to the voters and then they decide whether or not you should approve that benefit. It's just a great way to protect the city and county. And so what happened is over time San Francisco is a hundred percent funded in their pension plan. Orange County is 73 percent funded. So San Francisco and that's had a, ironic because San Francisco is considered a liberal city and you think that they'd be spending like this though tomorrow and Orange County has a reputation of being conservative but it's it's the reverse. It's the reverse. So we said why don't we follow the San Francisco model? <laughs> Maybe the first time Orange County has ever followed something in San Francisco. <laughs> it's a good it's a good idea. We might be a little late. Well, the people obviously bought it. 75% approved it. And you were the spearhead for that. That's correct. Uh, but it resonates with, with the voters. Well, they understand financial issues. Long Beach, uh, in my judgment, improvidently, the city council some years ago voted to increase the pensions uh, under a uh, law proposed by then Governor Gray Davis and passed by the legislature that gave cities the permission to, without mandating, basically a 33% increase in pensions. And the council passed it, voila, and we're still paying the price for that today. And as we both know, there are a lot of union pressures on elected officials at every level all over the country, and uh, people can be a hero on someone else's nickel by voting pension increases. So Measure J puts a check on that. It gives a little more power to the people because, as you mentioned, public employee unions can put an extreme amount of pressure on elected officials. They walk in and say, would you like to get reelected? If, yeah. if not, uh, then don't vote for our, our proposal. But if you want to get reelected, we'll support you and make sure you don't have an opponent. It makes it much more difficult now to go to the entire electorate and say, okay, here's why we need this pension increase, we need to be competitive or whatever the logic might be. And just for the record, I support unions. I'm a member of a union and I think they do a lot of good work, but I, I disagree with, with, with some of their positions with regard to pensions. Well, uh, I'm not, and I'm not anti-employee. I'm pro-fiscal uh, stewardship. And so if you take a pension plan, as you mentioned, and, and Orange County's a little different, you took a fully funded pension plan and you increased your benefits by 50%. So now you, you have this liability, but you have this much cash. So you're one, one third, third unfunded, un yeah. right, overnight. Well, overnight, by just a vote of a city council. And or, so or, now, or, now who pays that? Your kids, your grandkids? And you've cited the city of Vallejo as an example of what can happen. That city's gone bankrupt. Vallejo in the Bay Area is our canary in the coal mine. It is taking an approach that says, okay, we have now reached more than 70% of our budget in public safety expenditures, be it fire, be it police, and be it their salaries and benefits. It's pushing everything else out. Long Beach has 70%. It's unsustainable. And sustainability is, is, is the way you... You have to run your city. And yet our firefighters deserve to be paid. Our police have desired that they do a tough job and we want the very best. And the argument is we have to compensate them. And if we don't, they'll go elsewhere. We'll lose quality long timers. And in reality, that is debatable. Uh, yes, it's a dangerous job. Is it in the top 10 most dangerous jobs out there? No. Um, and, and what is a fair salary? Uh, does it require... Uh, having 3% of your salary at retirement after 25 years. So after 25 years, you're earning 100000 and you multiply that by 25 times 
3%, you're going to make 75000 at age 50 for life with a 3% COLA. Yeah. And then you can get another job. You can be a chief yeah, or it's, it's, lieutenant at another it's the American, department. It's the American way, John. It's, it it's not, doesn't make them bad, but it certainly makes those who uh, authorize that ability very poor money managers. And when you have a defined benefit pension plan that relies on earning a certain level of income every year, yes. i.e. 8%, and it makes 27% negative, like yeah. CalPERS did last year, yeah. you're behind 35%. We're talking $87 billion. Where, do that, where does that come from? Just for the record, our uh, guest is a CPA and former treasurer of Orange County, now supervisor. We're going to talk about the financial crisis that uh, the state and the country is in when we come back after these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach, PCH and 2nd Street, online at MarketplaceLongBeach.com. The Marketplace Long Beach. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. Welcome back. Continuing our conversation with Orange County Supervisor John Warlock about financial matters. And folks, if you don't follow financial matters, you do it at your risk. We have a real expert here, CPA. And John, and I'm very familiar with his history, uh, ran for treasurer of Orange County back in 1994. And the big issue in that campaign was the suitability or lack of suitability of investments in the Orange County investment pool. John claimed that the uh, then-treasurer, Citroën, was making improvident, too risky investments. Nobody listened to John, including the Orange County Register. Citroën was re-elected with a big majority again. And six months later, Orange County went bankrupt, the largest municipal bankruptcy in American history. This man, a graduate of Long Beach State University's College of Business, predicted it accurately. 
He was then appointed treasurer, subsequently re-elected treasurer several times, and more recently elected Orange County supervisor. John, speak to us about that issue and why you felt uh, that the investment policy of Orange County then was inappropriate. Well, Bob Citron at the time was generating rather substantial returns. Uh, we're in another environment, almost parallel, where, where your money market fund is earning very low yields, maybe less than 1%. At that time, it was about 3% for a money market fund, but he was earning 7%. And so what was happening in Orange County and around the state is everybody was saying, well, he's making 7 We ought to put our money there. And they saw it as a green light when they should have said, yeah, how, how, how does he do better than double what the market's offering in a money market fund? It should have been a red light. So it was kind of a strange phenomenon to step up and say, wait a second, time out, guys. He's using leverage and he's using derivatives that are complex, that we call them inverse floaters. And, and we said, you know, if interest rates continue to uh, stay low, he'll be fine. But if interest rates rise, then his borrowing costs will exceed the revenue he's making in the portfolio. And inverse floaters pay less as interest rates rise. And that particular year, there were six increases in interest rates up, unprecedented, driving the value of the portfolio down. So exactly what you worried about came to pass. It was a hedge fund and it imploded. So it was an early version of some of the things we're seeing today. Absolutely. In fact, we're seeing the same trends at the same that we saw back in the early 90s. We're seeing a, 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 a housing market decline in value dramatically. We're seeing municipalities screaming and scrambling for revenues. And fortunately, we're not all trying to do it through our treasures anymore. Been there, done that. But it's a, an amazing peril. But Citroen, for many years, was a hero, the magician, who got above average returns, thereby allowing taxes in Orange County to stay low because of this extra return he was getting. I think. At the peak, 25% of the county revenue was coming from interest on this investment fund. So he was applauded as a hero until the music stopped. Yeah, no one stepped back and said, how in the world is this happening and how do you continue it, especially when cycles change? And he should have disengaged. We call it the carry trade. And when rates start going up, you should disengage. And he didn't. He literally doubled down. And it was like, like a guy who goes to Vegas and wins once, then he goes back and then gets his clock And as you pointed out, others were shifting their money for him, the magician, to, to manage because he was getting these extraordinary returns. And uh, without uh, fully making the parallel, uh, Bernie Madoff, time, year in, year out, yeah. got uh, a return, which I'm told by Wall Street professionals, it's impossible to always get that kind of return. And it should have been a big red flag but a lot of people were making a lot of money. That's right, and, and you want to be part of the clique, right? Yeah. Because if, you, if, you don't, if your city doesn't participate in that pool when everybody else is, you're you not doing be, a good job. You can for be your, criticized. Exactly. How As come you're only getting 3%? So we only had like two cities that were not in the pool, and, and so their treasuries were praised, right? <laughs> San Juan Capistrano and, and Garden Grove, and everybody says that. And, and Westminster got out kind of early, and so did Costa Mesa. But everybody else is like, you know, why were you in there? You know, well, there's safety in numbers. The herd instinct. Having worked on Wall Street myself for five yeah. years, I know there's that herd instinct. There's safety in numbers. If enough people are there, and particularly enough big names are there, you don't care. Yeah. And it happens over and over and over and over. Well, look at us today. Uh, by the way, our guest uh, a few shows back, the CEO of the strongest bank in the state of California, F&M Bank, Henry Walker, said in a guest column that he wrote in our Straight Talk reporter newsletter 
he calls, Mr. Walker calls the banking crisis a crisis of integrity, with which I agree and like to get your take on that. Well, ethics comes up so often here. Um, when, you, when you take uh, uh, this madness of crowds, everybody having to purchase a home, and you have uh, an economic uh, catastrophe in, in say, 9-11, where you now have a recession and you reduce interest rates, now all of a sudden everybody has to get into the new thing, which is real estate. And to help them qualify, you play a lot of silly games, and then you bundle those mortgages, subprime, ironically, Orange County, the capital of subprime <laughs> mortgages, and, and you package those, and, and it's sort of like a, a virus that you're sending to all these money market funds, these so mutual funds. So you're infecting these funds, and you're infecting these banks with these toxic assets. And somebody on Wall Street told me the term, the worse the stuff is, the farther away you sell it. And we were selling a lot of these securitized subprime mortgages over in Asia, far away from where the original home was located. I think we have a country that's at its fiscal knees, and that's Iceland. I mean, the impacts globally have just been overwhelming. We'll be continuing this great discussion, but first we have to pause for these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. It's Big Red Bus. Our English double-decker buses offer large groups a fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids parties, you name it and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web. Renaissance Pleasure Fair, now in L.A. at Santa Fe Dam. Continuing conversation with Orange County Supervisor John Morlock on the financial meltdown and the banking crisis, I asked uh, Mr. Walker uh, a question in the course of the interview with the head of F&M Bank, saying, you guys really have a revolutionary philosophy of lending. You, you only lend money to people who can uh, pay you back. What a revolutionary thought, and as you point out, loans were being made to anyone who could breathe. 
without reported income. Just tell us how much you make. We'll write it down. And crazy stuff. A, a classic bubble. Yeah, and the, and the federal government didn't help either with community redevelopment, uh, CMRA is the acronym, uh, requiring banks to make loans to certain people as well. So the federal government sort of, you know, added fuel to the fire. Yeah. And so now we're watching them scramble, and now we're, what, what are we looking at? Nationalization, socialization? This is going to be very scary. We asked this expert to write our guest column for the May-June issue of the Straight Talk Reporter. The headline is, All I Can See for Miles Around is debt or bust. Tell us a little bit about your thesis. Well, we uh, have just uh, finished uh, a year and a half of amazing declines in global and, and domestic stocks. And that has had a, a major impact on public employee pension plans. The traditional pension plan has 60% of its portfolio in stocks. If that goes down 40%, and let's just say the bond portfolio holds even, you're going to lose 24, 20% of your portfolio in a year, which has happened with CalPERS and it's happening with other independent uh, retirement systems around the state. You have to make up that difference, that loss, and that's done by employer contributions. So we may art work our way out of an economic down cycle and start working our way into an up cycle, uh, but we will find that those additional revenues that will be coming to cities and counties will not be to, to provide more services. It will be just to fund the pension plan. Just sucked up by the pension plan. Like a giant ulcer. Is your solution that we get away from defined benefit plans? That is one really good solution, probably untenable because the union community would go ballistic. But a second tier certainly needs to be looked at. Uh, we're looking at whether or not retroactive benefits that are granted, whether those are constitutional because you create a debt without the vote of the taxpayers. And you've brought a case to challenge that. Yeah, we're in the middle of that right now. We're uh, working in uh, LA Superior Court with uh, Judge Bendix. Uh, and, and then the other solution is to file Chapter 9 bankruptcy. We mentioned Vallejo earlier, but uh, if you can go into a federal bankruptcy court and renegotiate and redraft all of your contracts. Which they have the legal right to do. That's absolutely. what bankruptcy courts do. That's what they do. So when you, when you take this, you know, there, there are some states that have and we said well, San Francisco has a fully funded pension plan. If you treat them properly, you don't have a problem. But if you get aggressive and you try to get all these benefits, you know, this pendulum has to start swinging back. And when you have a recession and, and, a, and an economic climate like this, it separates savers from spenders and it wipes out a lot of businesses and it's going to wipe out a lot of municipalities. So you may see, you may see a lot of bankruptcies uh, pursued by cities and counties just to try and fix this problem. So maybe Orange County was... A bellwether, an early canary. Well, we we, we at, least, at least showed you how it's done, <laughs> and and what's really amazing is when anybody talks Chapter Nine art, they call me and say, "How did that work for you?" Uh, but we didn't have benefits as an issue back then. It was just this portfolio that yeah. imploded. But now we're looking at it as a remedy. So you might find attorneys, or, you know, creating law firms that just specialize in Chapter Nine. Yeah. It could be a whole new industry. Well, you know, traditionally the American way has to get into debt and stay into debt. How many? Credit card solicitations do you get every week? Uh, it's it's American. Spend, don't wait. And, uh, you know, old-fashioned values where you, you save up until you had enough money to buy something, and then you buy it. But we want it now, and we gotta, we've got we become addicted to credit. And we have to withdraw from that addiction if we're going to get out of this mess. That's correct. I mean, paying, paying cash is rather novel, but it's going to be vogue. 
Uh, our grandparents learned it the hard way in the Depression. We're going to learn it this time. I sometimes jokingly go into stores and say, do you accept cash here? Yeah. <laughs> but, we, but we encourage it at the personal level, yeah. and we encourage it at the state level. 90% of bond measures on the state ballot pass. We just keep saying, keep borrowing, and, and that's got to stop because, like I said, if you want to be a spender and you lose your job, you know, we really have to look to the elites, and no one's a bigger spender than the federal government. No one piles up more deficits than the federal government. Of course, they don't have to pay for them because they can print money, but, but we need to bring our governments under control as well as ourselves under control. Because the federal government now has to negotiate with its lender. Who is its lender? China? Middle East? This puts our, our nation in a very precarious position. Sobering thoughts, but we have to deal with it. Well, we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. You know, this financial crisis we're in is so serious and no easy answer, but I think we have to get back to basic values of honesty and accountability. And if we look to our religious teachings, we find a lot of wisdom there. We cannot live beyond our means. We have to face reality. And uh, that's the way we will get through with basic uh, biblical values and, in fact, American values, Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. And uh, it's not going to be easy. We can do it. We faced worse crises before, but we really have to suck it up and uh, take a deep breath and, 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 uh, and stop what we've been doing and realize it's unsustainable. 
Well said. Final words, John. We have about 30 seconds left. First, thank you so much for being our guest and for, for standing up for values in, in the public pulpit. It wasn't popular to say what you did back in 94, and you were right. But the people recognized the wisdom of what you did and elected you and reelected you. What would you say to others today? I would say that Orange County filed for bankruptcy because it couldn't handle debt. And so we have to, as individuals, monitor how we handle our debt. And that means we budget, that means we save, it means we tithe to our synagogue or whatever. We get really focused on our budgets and, and, and have a plan. John Morlock, thank you so much for joining us here on Straight Talk and giving us some real Straight Talk. We hope you'll be back. Thank you, Art. Would love to. Thank you so much for joining us for this wonderful show. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.